Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Parents win over unconstitutional quarantine policy. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me on Faith and Freedom to talk about this issue is Holly Mead. Well, this comes out of Oklahoma. An Oklahoma County judge granted a temporary injunction to stop Edmond Public School District's unconstitutional and discriminatory treatment of children who have not received the COVID shots. You know, and this is a good example, Matt, of parents standing up in support of their children. In fact, several of them got together, filed a lawsuit against the superintendent, as well as some of the board members, because the school district had implemented this ridiculous policy that required unvaccinated students to quarantine at home, while those who had had the shot, these are students now, children who had had the shot, could stay in school. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it makes no sense. So no. If, you, if you get the shot, uh, you don't have to quarantine. If you don't get the shot, you have to quarantine little children <laughs> in what that does to their psychology their psychological uh, well-being the judge addressed that in fact the judge stated that children and adolescents experience high rates of depression and anxiety during and after being quarantined the policy of sending healthy students into quarantine has shown little effectiveness over time and that quarantining apparently healthy students leads to higher rates of depression and anxiety among those students. Yeah, you know, none of the plaintiff's children who were quarantined displayed any symptoms or they ever they never tested positive, but yet some of them experienced a wide range of <coughs> negative psychological and physical effects. For example, one autistic child who suffers from severe behavioral problems became extremely violent during her 10-day quarantine, and not a single school official provided any kind of assistance for her. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So, you know, when uh, a, one of these kids, for example, uh, even when they don't have any symptoms, they just come in what they call close contact with somebody who was positive, they had to go for quarantine. They didn't get tested positive for quarantine, and so, but they had to go home for seven to 10 days. So now the kid gets notified through the parents that they have to stay home. They're right in the middle of learning. So they're going to lose seven to 10 days of that learning process. Then they're kind of like isolated. They're stigmatized mm -hmm. from the rest of the people. And why are they stigmatized? Because, oh, that person didn't get the shot. So right. they've got to stay home. I got the shot, so I don't have to stay home. You know, here's another terrible example. Another student who's disabled and has special needs, she was quarantined two times. And while in quarantine, the student only received 160 minutes of instruction compared to 1,200 minutes of the typical in-person instruction. The math grades dropped significantly while oscillated in quarantine, and the parent was forced to teach subjects to her child using YouTube videos. Yeah. One parent testified that the district's quarantine uh, grossly exacerbated her child's underlying anxiety, which has led to suicidal tendencies. And another child experienced 
psychosomatic effects of isolation and lost weight in the ability to absorb nutrients. Unbelievable. This is unbelievable. And, you know, the, this judge made a really good decision and wrote, absent a temporary injunction, the Edmond Public School District's COVID-19 protocols for unvaccinated students will continue to do irreparable harm to plaintiff's children. Implementing or enforcing its COVID-19 protocols for unvaccinated students because plaintiffs have established the protocols likely violate the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution. Yeah, that's a great decision. Good judge. Good judge. Uh, and, you know, this needs to be replicated across the country mm -hmm. because what's happening in this uh, Oklahoma school with these students. It's happening all across the country. Right, and we saw that, you know, in 2020 when all these lockdowns were happening to well, children. Well, first of all, you, you have this discriminatory treatment mm -hmm. between those who receive the shot and those who don't receive the shot. Discriminatory treatment between those two. And so that puts pressure on the parents and on the children to get the shot when they don't want to. And then it stigmatizes them and punishes them and essentially, you know, paints a badge on them as those that are not uh, with the COVID shots. You know, children can be cruel, and there's a lot of bullying that goes on at that age anyway. And then to do that to them? Well, imagine when you come back after your 7 to 10-day yeah. uh, quarantine. And this can go on multiple times throughout the school they year. They could treat the children like lepers or so something. So it's like, yeah. yeah, they can tease them as they come back. And are you going to get the shot now? All those kinds of teasing uh, that happen. And then while they're at home, they can't be with their friends and they know that they're being isolated. They can't get the proper treatment, but uh, the proper schooling. But, but here's the other thing. Now the parents working, mm -hmm. take a, a two parents uh, that are working or single parent, for example, whatever. And now you're being told, oh, your kid has to come home for 10 days. Um, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to stop working? Do you have to work at home? Do you have to put them in daycare? Uh, all those kinds of disruptions that happen mm -hmm. that disrupt the family process. That is uh, unconscionable uh, that this would happen. Then it can be repeated shortly after that. You go back to school, you're there for a couple of days, and then lo and behold, oops, uh, someone is in close contact with another person, and you go back through quarantine. So it's an endless cycle. You know, and you think that the super, the superintendent and these school board members would do research on what this means to children and really put their best interest at heart, but it doesn't seem to be the case. Well, we've, <laughs> we've seen with the lockdowns of the schools, um, particularly it's been with uh, males that we've seen. I'm not saying that this is a specific report or anything, but just what we've seen, male students who are athletes, unable to compete in their final year. Um, and I'm sure it happens with females as well. Same thing. I know it happens with regards to depression. But they end up committing suicide um, when they weren't able to go back to school. And the way these lockdowns were implemented, um, they went home, some of them on Friday, they didn't know. And over the weekend, they're told uh, everything's locked down, you can't come back to school on Monday. Right. Some of these schools then made arrangements for these kids to come back and clean out their lockers. They didn't get a chance to say goodbye to their friends. They didn't get any time to prepare. Now they have to go online with a system that wasn't designed for being online. Their parents have to figure out how they're going to have their children of different ages, for example, uh, deal with this online. All of that pressure continues to add up. Then eventually, when they come back to school, now they have to wear masks. Uh, all day long. It reduces your oxygen. 
it stigmatizes the kids. It's psychologically uh, traumatic to them as well. Now you get the shots and they want to mm-hmm. bifurcate between two different kinds of people, two different kinds of society and right. discriminate against one. Right. And you got Fauci on the media saying, oh, we need to vaccinate our children. Why do you need to vaccinate your children? Children are the last people that need to they be have healthy shot. Immune I mean, I, I saw a tragic thing with regards to a, a young boy. He's in the hospital, been in the hospital for a number of weeks. He's on face, Facebook, the family is. And um, family uh, made crazy decision in my view took this little boy to get the shot now he's been fighting for his life struggling in the hospital little boy Mm. now why in the world would you take your little kid to get one of these shots it's something that you need to spend more time uh, researching for those who are trying to figure out these shots but you're not going to get the the truth from the CDC or the right. FDA or Fauci. Uh, they keep changing their minds all the time. Yeah, even the VAERS report. And they report, contradict themselves. You know, is, is a low percentage of what the actual reality is. But, you know, we've spent hours and hours putting that information on our website. So we are a good source for the truth. Yeah, if you go to lc.org slash vaccine, uh, you can go down to adverse reactions. And there you're going to see VAERS data charts in red. Click on that. You can update that. Look at that every week. It's updated every Friday afternoon, evening. And you know, again, it's it's people's choice. If if somebody chooses to get the shot, that's their choice. That's your choice. But they should never be forced, and you certainly should never force a child to do so. No, you should never force a child to do this. Uh, if you're going to do it, that's your decision. But make sure you know the information do your homework, yeah. and do your homework. Uh, over the Christmas holiday, the VAERS report exceeded 1 million adverse reactions, wow. over 1 million. And that's only, what, 1% of the report. That's like 1% or yeah. maybe a little bit more. Uh, it's not. It's just the tip of the iceberg because many, 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 vast majority, never get entered into VAERS. And the media are working very hard to censor these doctors like McCullough and Malone and yeah. those who are Malone, telling the Malone, the inventor of the mRNA technology platform, got permanently banned from Twitter. Mm-hmm because he's talking about some of the scientific information uh, that's there for everybody to see. For more information, visit Liberty Council's website, lc.org, and lc.org forward slash vaccine. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776.